recently actually, uh, they said, I really believe that God is getting ready to do something. And generally when we hear that, we, we know what people are thinking. Mark, they're just thinking, all right, God's getting ready to do something. He's going to grab us. He's going to shake us. He's going to do all that. And we've looked at over the last two weeks now, if praise is going to happen, it's not going to be from a move of God. It's going to be from a move of me. It's not God's job to make me praise him. It's not God's job to say, okay, here, get up and dance. Okay, get up. I'm going to dance you. I'm going to move you. I'm going to shake him. No, that's us. That's our response to the goodness and the greatness and the glory of God. That is what we do. So if we're waiting for God to move on us to do this, folks, we're going to be waiting a long time. And a lot of times people get frustrated because they'll go to a church that's, uh, not that we're not, okay, but they'll go to a church that's extremely free. And they'll think, well, why ain't that happening in our church? Because you're not doing it. The word says who the sun sets free is free indeed. You're not bound. You're not held back. Nobody's stopping you. Uh, come on. Nobody told Brent he couldn't come up front and worship today. And nobody told him what time it was appropriate. It, whenever we come before God in praise and we come before God in worship, it's always appropriate to get a little funky before God. Come on. We've, we've looked at praise and we've defined praise over the last couple of weeks. And uh, I had somebody ask me one time, not here, in another church, well, why aren't we having more wild services? Why isn't this happening and this happening? And, I, and my response, Karen, was the same thing. I don't know, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> but I want that. Okay, do that. We think, see, we've got this thing that, that the reaction of us in praise has something to do with us feeling the Holy Spirit move in our lives. It has nothing to do with feeling. It's a response to who God is. It's not like, well, I feel it. Folks, I didn't feel like coming to church this morning. I rolled over at six o'clock this morning going, huh. I sat on the edge of the bed and once I got my first cup of tea down, I was good. But you know what I did? I rolled over and I didn't go by feelings. Ernie, I didn't go by what I felt like. I reached over, I grabbed my uh, uh, cell phone, I put on our worship set that we, that we were doing today and I listened to all those songs. And you know what, in just a few minutes, I'm all right. You see, we're waiting on God to make us all right when we have to realize that we are all right. Paul said, I think myself happy. In other words, he's not waiting for somebody else to make him happy. He's going to change his mindset to where his mindset is a mindset of praise. His mindset is a mindset of happiness. His mindset is a mindset of joy. And nobody can do that for me, Sally, but me. I have to do that. So let's go to uh, Psalms 96. Remember, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen praise as a weapon. Praise brings provision. Praise breaks not only chains off of us, but it breaks chains off of other people. And we've been using this as a text. And from the, the Passion Translation, the Lord says this. Go ahead. Sing your new song to the Lord. Let every language sing him a new song. Don't stop. Well, why would you stop? Because we're waiting on the music. We're waiting on them to keep singing. I, I, I'll get loud as long as they're loud. <laughs> the, 
That way I don't stand out. He said, don't stop. Keep on singing. Make his name famous. Tell everyone every day how wonderful he is. This is what we pray. This is why we praise. This is why we lift our hands. This is why we do these things. We're going to tell everyone how wonderful he is. He said, tell everyone everywhere how wonderful he is. Ooh, glory. Give them the good news of our great Savior. Take the message of his glory and miracles to every nation. Tell them about all the amazing things he has done. Well, that's really not my personality. Do it anyhow. Sometimes we might need a little personality break anyhow. We need to get outside of ourselves and what we would normally do and just become overwhelmed and intoxicated with the glory and the presence of God. Other gods, no, verse four. For the Lord's greatness is beyond description. Do we really believe that? I think we'd act different. For the Lord's greatness is beyond description and he deserves all the praise that comes to him. He is our God king. He is, has the right it, it, uh, and it's right to be in holy awe of him. He said other gods are absolutely worthless. Uh, for the Lord is creator God who spread the splendor of the skies, breathtaking brilliance and awe-inspiring majesty radiate from his shining presence. Folks, this is, who, this is why we spend 45 minutes, an hour, 35, whatever it takes. Y'all know there's no time limit on praise too, right? We don't sit up here and say, okay, it's gonna take us this long to do these songs. It's like, let's sit down here, let's start, and when we're done, we'll quit. When we feel that it's time to move on, it's not a time frame, it's not spaced out, it's not learned. And that can be hard to flow in sometimes. He said, but breathtaking brilliance and awe-inspiring majesty radiate from his shining presence, his stunning beauty overwhelms. Maybe we're underwhelmed. His stunning beauty overwhelms all who come before him. Folks, I'm telling you, our praise would look different if we were really overwhelmed. You ever had just the biggest gift that anybody ever bought you in your life and you just couldn't, have, you were speechless. You didn't know what to do. You didn't know whether you wanted to laugh, cry, jump, shout, dance. You didn't know what, why? Because you were overwhelmed. When we come before creator God's presence, Man, we should just be overwhelmed with who he is, overwhelmed with his glory, overwhelmed with his majesty, overwhelmed with all that he is. Verse seven, surrender to the Lord Yahweh, all you nations and people. Surrender to him all your pride and strength. Confess that Yahweh alone oh, deserves all the glory and honor. Bring an offering. Now, this is what church should look like, Dave. Pick one. Bring an offering and celebrate and come and celebrate. Church should look like a celebration. Our praise time should look like the biggest party on the planet. 
We should be the biggest party that's happening in Cambridge right now. Our praise time should be full of celebration. Man, I've never, I have never, ever went to a celebration where everybody just did this. That's not celebrating. Come and worship the Lord wearing the splendor of holiness. Let everyone wait in wonder as they tremble in awe before him. Tell the nations plainly that Yahweh rules over all. He is doing a great job. (laughs) He is doing a great job job and nothing will disrupt him for he treats everyone fair and square let the eyes let the eyes let the skies sing for joy let the earth join in the chorus let oceans thunder and fields echo this ecstatic praise until every swaying tree of every forest joins in lifting up their songs of joyous praise for here he comes For here he comes, the Lord God, and he is ready to judge the world. He will do what's right and and can be trusted to always do what's fair. Praise should bring some kind of expression out of us. When we come before here and we're coming in this place, it should cause some kind of expression to come out of us. Well, I don't feel it. It ain't about what you feel. Well, that song didn't move me, Scott. Well, it ain't about you. We're singing to him. It's about him. It's not about us. That's our problem. We've made too much worship about us. We've made too much praise about us. Uh, And I'm not saying we don't receive the benefits of serving him, okay? That's not what I'm saying at all. But man, our focus has to be him. And we're waiting for some outside force, Holy Spirit, to move us. See, that's our problem. We're waiting for an outside force as if the Holy Spirit is on the outside of us to move us. Holy Spirit's on the inside. So guess what's gonna move? You're gonna move. The house of the Lord has to move. So today, we're just gonna do a simple Bible study just so you know Kelly, I don't want you to know that I'm not crazy, okay? <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to just do a simple Bible study this morning just to prove that we're not crazy. And we're going to look at expressions of praise. The Bible tells us what expressions of praise should look like. What, a, what, a, what an encounter with Holy Spirit in a corporate praise setting should actually look like. And the first thing it should look like is a worship encounter in the house of God will always look like music and song. It'll always look like music and song. Go if you will. Look at that, music and song. He's good. First Chronicles chapter 13. First Chronicles chapter 13. Glory to God. And David and all the Israelites were celebrating with what? 
They didn't say the Spirit moved them. Come on. Didn't say Holy Ghost came down and shook them. It said with everything in them, all their might, all their strength, they decided they were going to celebrate in God's house. Well, because we've, we've learned old songs. Some of y'all remember these. When the Spirit of the Lord is on my heart, I will dance like David. Why are you waiting on the Spirit? He's already in your heart. How did David, I will dance, I will dance. I will dance like David dance. Well, how did David dance? With all his might. And we see, and we have the audacity to sing that song with straight faces. Oh, dance. No, it says that David and all of Israel celebrated. They had one big giant party. God's house should look like one big giant party with everybody going as hard as they can for, oh. You want to dance like David danced? Then you dance with all your might. David and all the children of Israel were celebrating and the, with all of their might. Yeah. With songs and harps, lyres and trembles and cymbals and trumpets, oh my. Can you tell I've already reached that point? I'm done. You'll be lucky if I get through the rest of the day. He said they came with all their might, blowing trumpets. They came with cymbals. If they come with cymbals, then guess what else will come with? Come with drums. Right, Dave? All right. He said they came with all of these musical instruments. When they came to God's house, there had to be a sound. God's house was never, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, was never meant to be a quiet place. Go over to chapter 15. Verse 16, chapter 15, verse 16. David told the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brothers as singers and to sing old, sad, woe is me. (laughs) Not in God's house. He didn't even tell them to sing it'd be better over there. He said, David told the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brothers as singers to sing joyful songs. Joyful songs. Now, does that mean you won't cry in a joyful song? No, sometimes there's tears of joy, right? So just because somebody's crying doesn't mean they're not joyful. All right? And just because a song we do makes you cry, right, Amy? Doesn't mean you're not joyful. (laughs) <laughs> oh, glory. Go to verse 20, chapter 23. Oh, wait, no, back that up. Sorry. I forgot where I was going. That was 16, right? Go to First Chronicles 23. He's probably right back there. Look at verse five. He said, 4,000 are to be gatekeepers and 4,000 are to praise the Lord with musical instruments. Sheila is praising the Lord. Larry is praising the Lord. Dave is praising the Lord. See, it's really easy for musicians to get stuck into having to make it all perfect. That's why we practice, right? 
And, we, and then we get on to ourselves. I'm just speaking for me. Okay, I messed up that, I missed that note, I missed that note. God doesn't really care. And I try to tell our musicians all the time, worship with your instrument. Praise, let that be an instrument of praise. If you're not a singer, that's okay. So praise. So he, he charged them, there were 4,000, just their only job was to praise the Lord in music. He said, and I have, and look what David said. He said, and I have provided for that purpose. Go to chapter 25. See, I want you to know that God's house was never supposed to be quiet. Yeah, but that's not how our people do it. God doesn't care what your people call themselves. The word is still the word. Amen. Chapter 25, verse 1. And David, together with the commanders of the army, now look what he's done. He not only got the priest involved, said, tell your brothers to sing. 4,000 are to watch the gates. 4,000 are going to play musical instruments. And then he went to the leaders of the military. (laughs) And David got with the commanders of the army and sent some, the sons of Asaph, Heman, and Jejethun, the ministry of prophesying accompanied by harps, lyres, and cymbals. So not only were they praising in music, now they're prophesying with music. We can call it spontaneous. We can call it ad lib. You can call it what you want. But when these words start coming up out of these guys on this stage, it's a prophecy. They're performing the duties that was established in the house of God where even the commanders of the military got involved and said, we will set up prophesiers, people to prophesy, and they'll prophesy in their music. So there's a purpose for all of this. It's not just... They prophesied with their instruments. If you go on down to verse seven, and it's not gonna be on your screen. It says that there was 288 skilled musicians. That means they knew what they were doing, Matt. Yeah, that's a big word. They didn't just try it. They were skilled at what they did. So what did God's house look like? It was loud. It was a party. It was celebration. It had music. It had singers. It had songs. But that's not all he had. In the back, and on over here, and back there in the back where Victor's at, there's flags. You know that fl- flags, banners, and ribbons are acts of worship? We were in a service one time, and Reese was about seven, eight years old maybe. And we're, you know, my kids literally, people say, well, my kids cut their teeth on the church pew. Mine did. I've pastored all their life, That's, you know. So Reese is probably seven, maybe eight. And we're in a service and all of a sudden, I look up because me and his mommy's always on stage. So they had to learn to sit and, you know, they had to get the look. You can give the look even from stage. 
And all of a sudden, I look up, and here comes Reese with a, 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 a flag that looks like a flame. And, all, you know, he took off running in circles around the church. Just sir, he didn't say nothing. He didn't do nothing. He just started running. And I thought he was going to run until he passed out. I, I was, we were up, but what happened is that very act of taking that flag, it brought in a move, a flame of fire that came that even, and I believe it was the same night or the next night that we were in church and there was a, a banner on the wall that had a dove of flame on it. And all of a sudden in the middle of service, this flame, this flag just starts up and starts waving off the wall. This was the next night, not while he was running. See, folks, even banners, God, you know, even in the word, we always use the scripture that when the enemy comes against you like, the flood, like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against it. Do you know that word standard there is actually the same as the word banner? Yep. Yep. <laughs> in Isaiah, it's the same word. They use standard, they use banner, they use flag, all it represent. Uh, it, what they're doing. So they're interchangeable words. Go to Psalm 20, verse five. Just so you know, we're not crazy here. There's scripture for what we're doing. Psalms 20, verse five, he says, and we will rejoice in your salvation. There's that word again. Salvation should be full of joy. Amen. We will rejoice in your salvation in the name of God. We will set up our banners and may the Lord fulfill all your petitions. So part of rejoicing in the Lord also can include banners. They said, we'll rejoice in our salvation and we will set up banners, flags, standards, interchangeable words. Oh. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 50, verse two. Like I said, we're gonna do a Bible study today. I'm trying because I'm trying not to go too awful deep. Or we'll be here forever. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse two. Announce and proclaim among the nations. It sounds a lot like our verses we read earlier, don't it, that Psalm 96. Announce and proclaim among the nations. Lift up a banner. Lift up a flag. <laughs> Lift up a banner and proclaim it. Folks, if you ever say, so... These flags and stuff that we're doing, I saw Lily grab one of them and go, they're not just for the kids to have something to do while we're doing our thing. Come on. Angel, in your dance classes, do y'all use flags and banners and ribbons and, no, well you should. It, it, folks, it's all part of worship. This is not out of the way. This is not, well, that's just, that's just too much. Don't go to heaven. You're not going to like it. It's a complete celebration at all times because we see him for who he is. We can see him for who he is now. He said, proclaim among the nations, lift up a banner, a flag, and proclaim it. Keep nothing back. You should come in here, you should, you should uh, pr praise and worship time, you should feel tired. Why? Because I came hard. 
I worshiped hard. I worshiped like David with all my might. It's not entertainment. Matt said one of the greatest things to us right before service today. Matt runs up on, on, on stage and said, can you all hear me? Because we all had the little earbuds in. We said, yeah. He said, you all are the best backup band I've ever had. He said, when I worship, I'm worshiping God. You guys are backing me up. That's what it's all about. That's what it is. You worship, we'll pay your backup. We're playing the background. We're not trying to lead you there. You should already be there. We're just joining the party. Come on. Woo! He said, don't hold anything back, but say Babylon will be captured. That thing which had held them back. Baal will be put to shame. Marduk filled with terror. Her images will be put to shame and her idols filled with terror. So what did the church look like? It looked like song, it looked like music, it looked like banners, it looked like flags. If you've ever seen a, a real good Jewish celebration, especially in the Messianic world, lots of pageantry in there. Why? Because it should be. <laughs> Next thing you'll see is hands lifted up. That's okay. You should be lifting your hands. Amen. Amen? Go to Psalm chapter 63. Psalm chapter 63. From the Living Bible says it this way in verse 4. Psalm 63 verse 4. says, I will bless you as long as I live. Lifting up my hands to you in prayer. Listen to what he says in verse 5. At last I will be fully satisfied and I will praise you with great joy so, <laughs> coming into the house of God should be songs, should be music should be banners, should be people lifting their hands, well I've never lifted my hands before, go ahead try it, you might like it <laughs> see we've put so much of how we worship God based on our, our personality just, I'm, just, I'm just not real, I'm not like you, Pastor. I'm not like loud and, 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 and I'm just, you know, I'm reserved. I'm quiet. I'm praising the Lord. Tell your face. Remember that? That's from a couple weeks ago. Because praise is an outward expression. He said, I will lift up my hands in prayer. Go to the Psalm for 141. Psalm 141, verse 2. From the Passion Translation, he says, let my prayer be as an evening sacrifice that burns like fragrant incense. So prayer should not be just a, we, we've, got, we've got the idea that prayer is just the time when I come to God and I start asking him for everything. Prayer should be an offering to God, a fragrant incense. My prayer should not be so request laden that it's not praise filled. Mm. He said, let my prayer be as the evening sacrifice that burns fragrant incense rising as my offering to you as I lift my hands in surrendered worship. <laughs> Are you saying that I have to do these things? I'll never tell you what you have to do. That's still between you and God. But I'm telling you, for, for, for folks to say, there's just no point in all that. 
There's no sense. Folks, it's a scriptural worship. This is scriptural praise. So we got song, we got music, we got banners, we got lifting up of hands. Well, we got clapping. Yeah, clapping is scriptural. Psalms 47. Psalms 47, verse one from the Passion. says, go ahead and celebrate. Folks, you can't get out of God's presence without celebration. What in the world have we made? Dave, what have we made church? It should be celebration. That's what David filled his house with. Mm. He said, go ahead and celebrate. Come on and clap your hands, everyone. Shout unto God. Ooh, yeah. With a raucous sound of joy. That's what the church should look like. Go ahead, lift your hands, clap your hands, shouting. It should look like bowing down, kneeling, laying down. Well, now wait a minute. Listen, we sat down in here for uh, corporate prayer on Tuesday. And one of my favorite places to go is right over here in the corner. And I like to just lay down on my back. As soon as I did, Holy Spirit began to show me some things that I shared with them. I mean, I no sooner, Cindy was here. I no sooner got down there and closed my eyes to start to worship and then boom, there he was. I'll tell you all what he, what he showed me. He, he, he showed, Holy Spirit showed me himself as a kid. And he had this big spoon of stuff and he took this big spoon of stuff and he, when, he, when, he, when he took a bite of it, he went, and then looked at me and went, take a bite. I said, I don't want that. I don't want that. He said, this is the way my people have tried to show salvation to the world. You ever took a bite of something and it was the nastiest thing? What do you do? Taste this. Jody's done me that way. This don't taste right, taste it. And I'm not her husband. <laughs> but that's what he said. He said, this is the way my people are trying to get everybody else to taste salvation. When the word says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, he said, if you all would quit making a face like you've just eaten the worst thing known to man and you would show them there is a joy in salvation, put a smile on your face, put a raise in your hands, put a clap in your hands, put a shout in your voice, let joy be for the first foremost. People may want what you got. Yeah. Bowing, kneeling, laying down. Psalm 95 verse six. Oh, Glory. Come and let us bow down. As a group. Come and let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before God, our maker. This is all scriptural. Well, sometimes I like to just go up front and just lay down. Why are you waiting on Sometimes I like to just go up and, and just stand here and worship. What are, you, what are you waiting on? Nobody told you you ever had to sit at that seat and worship God. Nobody told you you had to sit right there and praise God. 
This is your house. You're his house. This is our house. What are we waiting on? You're waiting on somebody else to give you permission. <laughs> he said, come and let us bow down. Let us kneel down in worship to our God and the maker. First Kings chapter 18, Bible study on a Sunday morning. First Kings chapter 18, verse 9. I think it's where I'm going. 39. And when the people saw it, now he's talking about a move of God that just happened. They fell on their, God didn't put them on their face. Well, if God wants me to get in the floor, he's going to have to put me there. Listen, not long after I'd received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at the altar of a Baptist church, the next day I'm upstairs getting ready. I don't remember where I was going. And I was shaving, Ted. And I said, okay, Holy Spirit, because I had spent six months for the Holy Spirit to teach me. Because I didn't want anybody else to teach me, Dave. I said, show me from the Bible. And I gave myself six months and learned about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, learned about speaking in other tongues, learned about praying in other tongues, learned about declaring in other tongues. And so I sit there and I said, okay, Lord, I've seen all these people fall out. <laughs> if that's really you, then I don't want anybody laying hands on me. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at the ceiling. <laughs> My mom, this is before Dean and I got married. My mom's downstairs. She hollered, are you okay? Because she heard kathunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You know, all it took was when I let down everything else and say, God, just do with me whatever you want me to do. And then you know what else I found out? When it came to praise and worship, there's sometimes I just like to just lay down. I just like to, well, that's inappropriate to do in church. Says who? It was appropriate in David's church. It was appropriate in the temple. He said, come and let us bow down. He said, when the, when the people saw it, they fell on their faces. This is scriptural. They fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. What did they do? They worshiped from a prone position. It's okay. Well, I just, I just want to. Then do it. Nobody's holding you back. Well, sometimes, uh, we, Amy and I were talking a week or so back. She said, sometimes people just need to know they can. Well, here's your, here's your invitation. To worship God the way you want to worship God. Here's your invitation to do what you feel like you want to do. You want to move out in the aisle and dance? Go ahead. You want to wave a banner? Go ahead. You want to lay down? Go ahead. You want to kneel down? Go ahead. You want to clap? Go ahead. You want to shout? Go ahead. Amen. Nothing is holding you back but you. We already read a couple shouting verses. Let's read a couple more shouting verses. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 15. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 15. So David and the whole house of Israel escorted the ark. We're going, we're going to talk more about this next week. They escorted the ark of the Lord and shouting. And I'm glad you grabbed that so far today. And shouting and the sound of the horn. 
Well, why in the world Bob blow that? Because it's scriptural. Trumpet. That's what they had as trumpets. They didn't have big, nice brass ones like you had in band. That's what. That's the trumpet. But I like how David said, they're walking back. The ark of the Lord, we'll cover this more next week. The ark of the Lord represents the presence of God in them. So when they were in the presence of God, when they were in the presence of God, they shouted and they blew trumpets. Go to Psalm chapter five. Bible study's good, right? I'm just showing you scriptural. What we do, how we do it, and why we do it. Psalm chapter five, verse 11 from the passage. He said, but let them be glad. There's those rejoice words, joy words, glad words. Some of us need to take account of our facial expressions. Need to take account of what we're feeling on the inside. He said, let them be. Nobody's stopping you from being glad. But you. He said, let them be glad. Those who turn aside and hide themselves, and may they keep shouting for joy. How long? Forever. Let them keep shouting for joy. Well, I don't feel joyful, then maybe you need to shout for it. Not only shout because you have it, but shout till you get it. Oh, we could... I could go into even more stuff that I, that I didn't, like joy, laughing. What is it, Psalms 126? When the Lord turned again the captivity of those that resigned, they were like those that dreamed. Then was our mouths filled with laughter and our tongues filled, that ain't gonna be on there. And our tongues filled with singing. Laughter and singing is appropriate in the house of God. <laughs> Amen? He said, may them keep shouting for joy forever. Overshadow them in your presence as they sing and rejoice. Then every lover of your name will burst forth in what? Endless joy. (laughs) Does that mean everything in life's gonna be perfect? Nope. But happiness is totally different than joy. Happiness is circumstantial joy is what you got forever. And the last one that I wanna cover today, cause I'll, again, I'm not gonna cover laughing, I'm not gonna cover, well, we could. Well, you shouldn't be laughing like that in church. Let me tell you something, get a dose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, being drunk in the spirit Come on. is okay in the church. Or else, all the apostles in the upper room were out of order. And ever because everybody around them thought they were drunk. So much so that Peter said, these aren't drunk like you think they're drunk. He didn't say they weren't drunk. He said, they're not drunk like you think they're drunk. It's just nine o'clock in the morning. They didn't get started that early. I want to leave you with this one because it's going to lead into next week. The last thing I want to talk about that is scriptural in the church is dancing. Because people look at us like, Shouldn't be dancing. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse four said, there is a time to dance. Well, when is that time? Well, when is that time to dance? Well, I believe in the presence of God. Since it's full of joy, come on. See, now we start getting uncomfortable. 
talking about moving your feet. I ain't got no rhythm. He didn't say it had to be a beat, a dance on time. Uh, Psalm chapter 30, verse 11. Psalm chapter 30, verse 11. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Ooh. You have turned my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and have girded me with gladness. He's turned our mourning. What should be sad and bad, he's turned it all. And now it's filled with dancing. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and girded me with what? Gladness. There is no excuse for you, old believer, to not be rejoicing. Psalms 149 Read another one here. Because here's what we hear. Here's what I hear. This is too much. It's too much. This is ridiculous. Nobody needs all that. You shouldn't be acting that way in church. But yet the whole temple of God was filled this way. Psalms 149 verse 3. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. That's, a, that's an okay from the Bible itself. Praise him in the dance. Praise him in the dance. Last scripture and we're going to go to lunch. If you're fasting, we'll pray for you. I'll eat double for you. <laughs> Psalms 150 from the Passion Translation. I love the Passion Translation's take on this. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Praise God in his holy sanctuary. Here, corporately, here, individually. Here, corporately, here, individually. So let him praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him in his stronghold in the sky. Praise him for his mighty miracles. Praise him for his magnificent greatness. Praise him with trumpets blasting. This thing should never be quiet. Praise should never be quiet. Praise him with trumpets blasting. Praise him with piano and guitar. Stringed instruments. Praise him with drums and dancing. This is all scriptural. Praise him with drums and dancing. Praise him with the clashing of cymbals. Praise him with the high sounding cymbals. Dave needs cymbals. And verse six, let everyone Everywhere, join the crescendo of ecstatic praise to Yahweh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let everyone everywhere join the ecstatic crescendo 
of praise the Lord, hallelujah, this place should never be quiet as long as we're in it. Praise. I've just read to you from the word what is scriptural praise. Praise.